Welcome to Lead Time Chats, where you can listen in on unscripted conversations between engineering leaders and other influential folks in tech. I'm Jean, and I'll be your host. Lead Time Chats is brought to you by Range. Range helps hybrid teams check in asynchronously about what matters most. Know what's happening through status updates that pull from tools like GitHub and Jira without scheduling yet another meeting. Checking in with Range creates more focused time for heads down work, all while feeling a deeper sense of connection and belonging with your team. To learn more about Range, you can check it out at range.co. Hi, Kaya. Welcome to Lead Time Chats. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. So glad to be here. Um, so today, you know, there's a lot of content out there about the more like super senior routes in engineering, like director, um, staff, like do you go into management or not? But today we're going to talk about more the early stage of people's tech careers. And you've particularly had, and I think this is something that's often really overlooked because people tend to talk about the more senior like decisions, but you've particularly had a really impressive first few years in the tech industry. So maybe to start off, maybe you could tell me a little bit about like, what are some of the common challenges that you felt like you've encountered? Definitely. I think it's a topic folks need to think about more because I think folks who are early in their career are often underestimated. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of stigmas around being early career and automatically associating that with like naive or that folks, you know, don't have a true understanding of product development or process or things like that. And I, I don't think that's always the case. I think mm-hmm. when you think about folks who specifically, like if we're looking, let's say at new grads, you do oftentimes a lot of internships, right? So you're getting exposed mm-hmm. to product development. You're getting ex- that exposure to engineering. And it's not like that that information that you you get from those experiences just disappears. <laughs> right. Um, well, there's so- like a really wide range too, right? Because I, I would say, I mean, I started my career like, I guess, 13 years ago now. And like, I didn't know anything about product development or... <laughs> software engineering best practices but yeah totally if you've done like a bunch of internships as you have like when you're a new grad it's totally different story yeah and I think that's the thing a lot of times that those previous experiences are not accounted for at all so the Mm -hmm. assumption is made that like everyone's just coming in not knowing anything and Mm -hmm. of course some like you said some folks will but I think it's also like being cognizant that some folks are coming in with experience and like don't discount that experience yeah and what I've seen is like people kind of group people like the new grads together as like a cohort and then kind of treat them all the same whereas some people may be like like I was as a new grad like pretty like not not kind of up to date with the current technologies and some people might be more like you where you've done like a bunch of internships you've done a lot of iOS development and we're like quite up to speed yeah, exactly. And a lot of times, even when it comes to getting getting hired and negotiating, you're not even as an early career person, sometimes allowed to negotiate because they mm-hmm. just lump you all together and say, well, you know, you're in this new grad bucket. So this is what applies to you. And I just don't think it's, it's a great way to approach things. Cause like, for me, I just felt a little bit shafted. Cause I felt like, you yeah. know, I, I did three internships. I had my own app. I had a lot of experience, but then I was still considered just completely like new grad, low level. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you think 
either new grads who are in a similar position can kind of combat that stigma or companies can like help support them? Yeah, I think from the new grad side, making sure that you're advocating for yourself and not downplaying your experiences. So if you feel like you do have, you know, maybe more experience than is typical for someone who is a new grad or early career, making sure that that's clear, you know, show them Mm -hmm. the things that you've built, talk about your experiences from your internships and the things that you're bringing to the table. Because I think sometimes when you're a new grad, you think, well, I'm just lucky kind of to get a job, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and you're not really thinking what value you bring to the company. But I think you have to really think about you are bringing real good value to the company. You're bringing fresh mm-hmm. ideas, you're bringing your perspective. And so being able to talk to that in, in your in, like interview process is gonna be really important. From mm-hmm. the comp- company side, I think companies need to, you know, fairly evaluate candidates on an individual basis. So don't just lump all early career. And this also applies, you know, to folks who maybe let's say didn't go to college, but did a boot camp or whatnot, because yeah. I think a lot of times folks in boot camps are doing an incredible amount of work to get up to speed on all the new technologies. Right. They have side projects and all these things. So, you know, or they had like 10 years of experience as like an electrical engineer or something. Yeah. And that's like a totally different story than if someone switched over from something totally not in tech at all. Exactly, exactly. So as a, from a company, like, just don't discount that. Really don't lump folks in or don't allow people to kind of negotiate or allow folks to be able to really talk their experience and see if there's something you can do about maybe leveling them differently or giving them a different package because it shouldn't just be a one size fits all. Yeah, I think it's particularly hard because as a new grad, like, I don't know anyone who's like, oh, I'm super experienced at negotiating my salary or my package, right? And like, I mean, probably for internships, there's just like every internship is the intern package. You don't get, you're not evaluated individually as well. And so, yeah, pretty, pretty scary to be like, can I see your leveling system? And like, I may not be where you think I am. <laughs> it is very scary. I must admit, I, I was... <laughs> I was grateful to to have Mark Hudlin. He mm-hmm. is incredible. And he kind of talked me through when I was doing my new grad recruiting, he talked me through how to negotiate and email yeah. templates. So I think that's yeah. when you have to kind of reach out to folks who, who are later in their careers and say, how do you negotiate? Can, are there some email templates you can send me? Can we do a practice phone call? Because I think it's important mm-hmm. to negotiate even as a new grad, even if you can't a lot of times folks won't budge on the salary aspect, but you may be able to get them to, to budge on relocation. Because one thing for me, I was moving across the country to California, right? And so that's a yeah. huge move. So getting them to budge in other areas is definitely possible. Okay, this is the second time Mark Hedlund has come up in the lead time <laughs> chat about like how he just went above and beyond. So I think I'm going to get him on here to talk about sponsorship or something. Oh, 100%. <laughs> He's incredible. <laughs> Okay, so negotiating and like trying to get companies to assess your skills and not discount them. What else is important for people in their early career that they might not know? I think the thing I struggled with the most was really around thinking short term. Because I think when you're coming, when you're earlier career, a lot of your goals before, especially if you're coming from college, are more long-term, right? You you get into college and you're like, okay, four years from now, I'm going to graduate. And you're thinking four years out. Mm. 
And so for me, I really struggled because I was thinking four or five years out. I'm like, okay, let me map where I want to be four or five years out. But I wasn't thinking about where I'm going to be the next quarter or the, mm. <laughs> or the next year. And so I had to really learn how to actually create some short-term goals and, and focus on things that I could actually achieve in the short term. Because when I was thinking too long-term, I just felt like I was, I was never going to get there. It was hard for me to really measure mm. mm-hmm. if I was getting towards my goals. Yeah. I think that's something that I, I saw a lot as I managed new grads was like, it's, it's easy to know where you are. And it's like, I can see those people who are like 10 years in, but I have no idea, like, what are the little steps to take to get there? And like, it's something that people don't really talk about, right? Like, like even the steps of like, okay, start reading code, start refactoring code. And that's like one of many steps towards like being someone who builds new services and like just, just getting a bit of visibility into those steps is really important. Definitely. You know, there's a lot of discussion around getting to staff, which is great. But like when you just started your career, staff <laughs> is like, you know, that's like eight, 10 years ahead right. of you. So yeah, even getting to that senior level sometimes feels a little bit opaque, especially because companies handle it very differently depending on their, their engineering culture and leveling system. And so thinking about you know, how you can make those immediate steps and things that you can do now to eventually get to your, to your long-term goals, but you gotta mm-hmm. start small. Yeah. I think one thing that was useful for me when working with people who are earlier career is like, helping them see where they were like three months ago, six months ago. Cause it's really, it really, you know, just at that point, just putting in the hours, right. You're just coding, like you're putting in the 10,000 hours to become really good at coding. And so like for people feeling like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm making progress. I'm like, look, six months ago, this would have taken you, like you would have needed a senior engineer to like handhold you you would have needed someone to break it down in these little tasks and now you're like completely owning this you're pulling in people and just reflecting back to those people a little bit of like how I've seen them change has been really useful because it's 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 kind of slow but it also is is fast too because they're kind of like absorbing stuff like a sponge definitely I think for me keeping a log of all the things that I did became really important because it's, it's so easy to forget the things that you, you did last quarter, two quarters yeah. ago, you know, and, and so keeping just a log of all the projects that I worked on and whatnot was really helpful, especially when it came time to, for that first promotion process. I think mm-hmm. when you're early career, like a promotion and performance process just seems like so intimidating and overwhelming mm-hmm. because you just never have gone through something like that before. So having a log of kind of everything you've done really, I think helps you, you know, hopefully you don't have to advocate for yourself that much in the performance cycle and your manager's doing that, but even the discussions with your manager and really understanding, okay, where am I relative to this, our leveling system, you're able mm-hmm. to more concrete do that when you have a log of what you've done. Yeah. And you can do that like authentically too, right? It's like probably the first, one of the first times where you're like, oh, I need to make myself look really good, right? Because in school, it's just like, you take the tests, you do the problem sets, you do the projects, it like goes through some automated grading thing. And like, suddenly you're having to put together a package of like, what, here's all the things I did and kind of bragging. And so having some like factual things to base it off of can feel a little bit less uh, uncomfortable for people. Definitely. Mm -hmm. 
What else? What else have you found in, in speaking to other, you know, now that you're a few years out and speaking to other kind of new grads or early career, what are the things that they struggle with? I think another um, struggle is knowing when to leave. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a tough one because leaving your first job feels so scary, especially, you know, you, you get that comfort of, of being at a place, especially since it's the first place you've ever worked, you, you have that kind of comfortability. You don't know what's you have your friends, on. right? Exactly. Like your, your like first professional job, other new grad friends are all there and you probably all hang out. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes though, it's, it's good to leave because I think one of the things that's tough is when you're early career and you start somewhere, you have that stigma that follows you kind of throughout your entire career there. If you started as a new grad, or even if you intern, let's say at that company, the folks yeah. who have been there are still kind of viewing you as an intern or as an early career person, even if you've been there for, for years. For three years, four years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, if you've been there for three or four years, you're actually like really like expert, like expert in the code base, right? Like compared to someone new who's coming in, who's maybe 10 years into their career, but you may not be kind of be judged the same way because people kind of still view you as junior because they saw you when you were actually junior. Exactly. And so sometimes it's important for you to decide, like if you're stagnating your, in your career at the same place that you started, sometimes it's best to go to another company because you have that fresh start. You're coming in with more years of experience. So you're not going to be viewed as that kind of early career person and that stigma won't follow you. And I think it's hard to determine, you know, what, what that stagnation is like, is it that yeah. you haven't gotten promoted or is it that you're not getting the projects that you want? And then, you know, taking the leap to actually quit having that com difficult conversation with your manager and having those conversations with your teammate. I think doing that for the first time is, is very scary. I remember, yeah. you know, when I left Slack, I, I was terrified to, to have those conversations. Cause it's just like, you know, you watch TV, you see the movies when people quit their jobs, it's like always this, you know, awful traumatic thing. So, <laughs> so just doing it for the first time. But what I realized actually is, and I, I want like folks who are earlier in their career to know is that if you work, you know, with great folks on your team, if you have a good mm -hmm. manager who are, is actually invested in your career, they just want what's best for you. And so mm -hmm. if you realize that what's best for you is not being at the company, that doesn't mean that your relationship with those people will end or that they're yeah. going to be angry. Like a lot of times they will be happy that you are determining what's best for yourself and they want to stay in touch with you and follow your career. So it's not just like an end all be all thing. Yeah. And it, it may be hard to see it when you're just a year or two out of school, but like careers are long. And so the people that you really did like working with, it's very likely that you'll end up seeing them again as well. Exactly. So for me, maybe, maybe there's like a point at which it just like, it just makes sense to leave your first company because it's just hard to avoid being, not being bucketed in that cohort of new grads. But for managers who really do want to support early career engineers, what are a few things that they might not be doing, but would be actually be super helpful? I think one thing is really taking a chance on, mm -hmm. on them to provide them opportunities to grow and 
take on a big project because I think what happens, especially I think this happens at the larger companies um, mm-hmm. or the mid-sized companies. But when you have you know these large teams, a lot of times the the hardest projects, the most challenging projects, which are oftentimes the most interesting projects, get you know put on the staff engineers and the most senior folks. And so those are the folks who are taking lead on those projects. And so sometimes then when you're early career, you feel like you're not really getting those interesting, Mm -hmm. challenging projects and you're just kind of getting the leftovers or the small piecemeal things. Mm -hmm. And so I think as a manager, being able to, you know, put someone who's all early career, have them have ownership and responsibility over something. Cause I think when you feel that you have like that ownership and responsibility over an area, it, it really helps you. And I think challenge you challenges you and moves you forward in your career. If you don't feel like you have ownership over anything, I feel like it's harder to feel like you're actually making an impact. Yeah. And so, you know, making sure that they're able to work on a, a larger project. And even if they have to have like a partner who's a more senior person, mm-hmm. I think sometimes what happens with this is they'll have someone who's more junior and they'll have a senior person, but then the senior person just does all the work and they don't really give um, much opportunity for the junior person to to get their their share in as well. So I think mm-hmm. if there's going to be a more senior person who's partnering on a larger project, making sure that they are able to take a step back and say, hey, mm. I want you to scope this out. I want you to design, you know, write up a tech spec and design document for the implementation. I'll help you if you need input or whatnot, but I want you to take lead on this. And then they're just there kind of to fall back on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we saw this, I saw this work really well at Medium and it was more out of like a gap, like a need where we didn't have enough tech leads. And so like having some of the people who were like, three years in and it started their careers at medium step into what we called like a project lead role and then have like a senior tech lead kind of overseeing all of them or all, you know, kind of if they needed someone to bounce ideas off of that person was available, but it was like, it it can be a good opportunity to like have those people step into leadership positions, but also like use be very useful in filling in the gaps that you have. Like you're like a little bit low on PMs. If someone's like, yeah, I want to like, organize people's work it's like go for it (laughs) definitely and I feel like it that oftentimes happens at the smaller companies it's just like when even if someone's early career it's just like you just don't have enough folks so everyone has to chip chip in (laughs) so but if you're a larger company I think you just have to be a bit more intentional about it and that was I think one of for me, one of the movers on why I moved to a smaller company, because I, I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, I would be able to have more ownership, more areas of impact and really take lead in a lot of projects and that you oftentimes don't get at the midsize or larger companies. And so if you're a manager of early career folks at those larger companies, if you want folks to stay, you're just going to have to incur some risks there of being able to let them take the lead. Yeah, like carve out some more intentionally carve out space rather than like, oh, there's no one to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you so much, Kai. I think this will be really useful for people who are earlier on as well as managers who are managing earlier career folks as well. I'm so glad to chat with you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Lead Time Chats. If you'd like to connect, share, and grow with other engineering leaders, join us at leadtime.range.co. Leadtime community is a space for engineering leaders who aspire to create better working environments for their teams. Hope to see you there.